The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody. It's Ajay Salveson alongside Eric Franson. It's a Full Court Press, hour number two here on a Thursday, January 9th. Good to have you all joining us, however, and wherever you are joining us from, here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, on 1069thefan.com. If you want to look up our podcast, you go to Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and type in Eric's name, my name, or the Full Court Press, and you'll be able to find all of our content, uh, post-game interviews, interviews for the weekly presser uh, from Coach Anderson or Coach Smith or whoever, and the interviews that we do here on the show as well. You'll be able to find that there on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Just type in the Full Court Press. Eric's name or my name. If you want to t- uh, tune into the show today, you can text us at 435-339-0321. If you want to call in, do so at 435-752-1069. Eric, we now move on with our Region 11 preview. We get ready for an interesting team that's struggling, but they feel like they got the talent, Logan Grizzlies. Yeah, Logan High, they're uh, only 4-8 and eight on the year. Uh, this is a team that uh, in the latest RPI rankings are 15th. So they've got some work to do. This is a team that has uh, they struggled early on in the year. They won their opener, and then they went, They really had a hard time getting anything really going their way. There were a lot of these games. They just fell short in a lot of them. But they've won three of their last four, so they're starting to get, it seems to be a little bit more of a rhythm, starting to play a little bit better. Coach Logan Brown's a great coach uh, and uh, always seems to be dealing with maybe a little bit of a shortened hand compared to some of the other teams. In the region, but um, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to our interviews that we did with our other guys, previewing all the other teams with uh, in Region 11, you can go on our website, uh, 1069thefan.com, and go to our podcasts. Here are the previews that we did for Ridgeline, Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, all of them, Bear River earlier today, but uh, now we're going to be focusing on uh, Logan, and those games are heard on KVNU. Long, long relationship with Logan High, and a guy that's called a lot of games over there for those uh, for those Logan Grizzlies teams over the years is Al Lewis, and he joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Al, thanks for spending some time with us. Okay, sure, Eric. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sounds so thrilled. Yeah, oh, I know you've I'm just, I'm you, just bubbling over. You know? <laughs> I know you've called a lot of Logan games over the years. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to to reflect on how this team may be compared to those other ones. But uh, we were just talking how this is a team that started out really kind of struggled in the early going. Uh, they were in some games, they're pretty competitive in some of those. They just couldn't quite get over the hump. But here now, that they've won three of their last four. Is it just a matter of how the schedule has worked out, or is this team starting to figure a few things out? Well, I think in for sure in Ogden and in and, and, uh you know, Ben Loman, the last two teams they played, they, they're not great basketball teams for sure. And uh, Logan went to Ogden and led the whole game. They uh, played Ben Loman and led the whole game. So I think there some things are coming around. There were they, Logan only had really had Jaden Penniger back, and then Isaac Larson had played a little bit last year. Those two guys are really the only ones who played who played on last year's team. So very inexperienced team. They only got two seniors. Uh, and, and so it, it's, it's a tough year for them in a lot of ways because of the experience and all, but, uh, Logan Brown likes these guys. And, uh, other than it seemed like one game, he was really not, uh, happy at all. Well, maybe two, because he took everybody out and put in the backups against box elder and they actually played better down the stretch in that game and 
cut a 20-point game down to 12. So uh, there's only been a couple of games where I think he's really been disappointed in how they played. They have to play really good defense because they're not a really good offensive team. And uh, so they're always going to probably struggle to be offensive-oriented. But if they can play good on defense, they maybe have a chance to stay in some games. So here's the thing is I feel like we had the similar conversation last season, but then all of a sudden they beat Skyview, I think twice if I'm not mistaken, Al. What is it about this team that, like, the better the opponent, the better they play? Well, they, they played the two best teams in Idaho, uh, most people think, in Preston and in Rigby. Uh, Preston really dominated them. They played better against uh, Rigby up there, didn't win the game. Uh, but they, uh, they kind of, I think Logan Brown puts them in a pretty tough situation of preseason. I think they always play decent teams. Uh, and, and then they're prepared a little bit more for region games. It's interesting how the matchups went last year. I mean, you know, Logan beat Skyview twice and Green Canyon beat Skyview twice, but neither of those guys could beat Bear River. And, you know, and eventually it was Skyview and Bear River at the end. And so interesting to see how it all goes. They start with Mountain Crest and region. So again, it's probably two of the, uh, the teams that are struggling the most at the first to, to try to get a win to get started the right way, and that's what you've got to do is just uh, win. You know, you only play ten in the region, so uh, you know if you if your matchup is good. And last year they seemed to play Skyview pretty well in the two games. Okay, so you mentioned Jaden Penniger was on the team. He's back. He's, he's leading the team in uh, in scoring and a couple other categories. He's right there in the mix with, with uh, a couple other things as well. But uh, besides him, you, you also mentioned Isaac Larson is in came is part of the team from a from a year ago. But what what's the rest of that supporting cast look like? I mean, what 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 do the starters look like? And is that starting unit set or is coach Logan Brown still working on trying to figure out who his, who his guys are? Well, there've only been about six guys. I think that started Ace Cannington once in a while. He's the only guy who has a little bit of size along with Jaden Penninger. Those two guys really are the biggest guys who play at six, three, everybody else is under that. So anytime they face size, like Skyview's got, they're going to have a really hard time uh, with anything. Uh, rebounding has been a problem for them a little bit up until now. Isaac Larson is their best rebounder, their best uh, passer, uh, their best defender. Uh, he just is not a, a great, great scorer, at least as far as a shooter goes and everything. But he makes a lot of things happen. So I think overall, it's Isaac Larson is kind of the guy. The difference was, uh, Ken, last year he played someone. Anthony McDade wasn't ready to go. And it was before region, before McDade played last year. We saw how important he was because McDade not only could do a lot of things, but he could score the ball. And that's where they'll struggle. And then they don't have a Josh Jensen like they had last year who could play inside strong. So they have to get at different places. Penninger's a pretty good shooter, can be good inside. It seems like at times in games, uh, you know, he's really noticeable. And then all of a sudden you thought, well, where has he been the last, you know, four or five or six minutes? And he hasn't really been a part of the game. Uh, he's got to improve his overall game because he is probably athletically and talented-wise their best player. The best defender is Hayden Woolley. Uh, he's a senior who who uh, plays for them, and has done a pretty good job up until now. Uh, Isaac Tuft is probably the key guy because he's been able to make some threes lately and give them some outside scoring. And then uh, Oliver Hashimoto off the bench is kind of the guy who's given that energy and spark there. Uh, they've played a sophomore last game in Will Jensen, who hadn't played at all, and he played very well in about probably oh, eight to ten minutes of time. Four points, a couple rebounds. Uh, maybe he can help them out a little bit too. Uh, what do you see from the rest of the region when you look at it? 
Well, I think Skyview obviously just got a lot of. I mean, when you have Mason Falsa and then you had Sam Phipps to that, I mean, those are probably the two best players in the region this year. Uh, you know, Bear River Huber's back, uh, so you know they can play. Bear River just had a style that Logan couldn't match up against. Now they've changed coaches, uh, but they'll probably play a similar style. And 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 it just seemed to really give Logan a hard time last year. They spread the floor, uh, would drive and attack the basket. And Logan had a tougher time with that with the team last year. Maybe this year with a little smaller, more athletic team, or at least the guys who can move around a little bit more uh, for Logan, maybe Logan might match up better with that. But I would have to think those are the two best teams. And I would imagine still Green Canyon will come along. And um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, with everybody making the tournament, you don't have to worry about that part, but uh, you want to, of course, try to get into at least the top 10 so you don't have to play the first round and play on the road if you're one of the lower-ranked teams in this new rankings and things like that. Yeah, I wanted to ask your opinion of this RPI. You saw how it worked in football. What's your opinion of it so far in basketball? Well, in football, it worked out exactly. Uh, number one played number two in the championship game. Of course, number two beat number one uh, easily in the football uh, so who knows? It's hard to put it all to uh, to just get started and keep track of things. And it sounds like I don't know how much they really depend on the the rankings from Idaho and how you play against teams up there. Doing the state of Utah, I think maybe you know Logan's played a lot of teams from Idaho. Uh, Skyview's played a few. Skyview's still number one because they were number one from last year. But I think you know Logan's performance, Sugar Salem. Uh, they couldn't play them at all the first game of the year. They played up there and played a really tough game on their floor. And I don't think they get much credit for that. And putting Logan back at number 15 is probably a little too far down compared to some of the other teams right now. But that's just the way it goes, I guess. And they'll have to figure this and fine-tune it And over the years. Probably yeah, with only 21 teams in the division, it's probably okay to put everybody in the tournament and have some teams play play-in games and they get a chance. And if you win one game in the playoffs, you get a little momentum going. Who knows? how you match up in that next round, you know, and so I, I it's all right. I guess it's probably a, a way to do it. The problem is it doesn't make the region important um, because you could, you know, be second in your region and maybe get a first round home game, but you might not because of the rankings. I guess that's the way it works out. Al Lewis, voice of the Logan Grizzlies on uh, 610 AM KVNU uh, for football and basketball. He's also our pre- and post-game host for football and basketball of the Utah State Aggies. Let's jump to that right now uh, with Utah State Aggie basketball. Al, this team uh, gets blown out by UNLV at, run on, at the uh, Running Rebel Arena, and then they get uh, in a tough, hard-fought loss to San Diego State, and then get blown out again by Air Force. What's your biggest concern right now with this Aggie team? I think the biggest concern I've got, I, I have a hard time believing you get out-rebounded by 21 rebounds by Air Force. Uh, that really, really bothered me when I saw that the other night. And as the game went on, you just kind of felt like they had three or four chances a couple times with the ball. And it, it was a very un like uh, The other big concern I have right now is I think they're really, really struggling offensively. I think there's a lot of guys that have uh, lost their confidence. And you got to make a few shots to get that done. But the rebounding all comes from effort and hard work and, uh, and a hard-nosed edge to you. So we got to see some hard-nosed uh, edge come back. And everybody can't just be Justin Bean. I think Nimi Kate has taken some of his rebounds away. But everybody's got to get tougher. But they've got to get better on the backboards. And they can't get out rebounded by 21 rebounds by an Air Force. And then they got to get some offense. Uh, the uh, Mountain West released uh, some details about a new uh, um, TV. Uh, contracts, some new TV partners 
Uh, Mountain West is going away from ESPN and ramping things up with CBS and Fox. Uh, initial reactions to that as you, uh, you that was kind of leaked maybe about a month ago, but they made it official today. Yeah, um, I I just think that maybe you know I I hope they can get out of some of these late late night windows. Football really gets hurt by that, and basketball even nine o'clock games at Logan. I mean, how great, you know, used to be back in the old big West days, you've got those big Monday games on Monday night. Those would start at 10 o'clock and they were a big deal to students. But I know some people in town had a tough time with that. And of course, kids going to school the next day, then get out of those late night TV windows with any of this new stuff. I think that's the, the best thing that could happen for them. And obviously they got to try to make more money or get as much money as they can. Uh, I, I understand that that's the whole big deal because let's face it. Uh, Game more and more games on TV. There's more and more people in the, this day and age who are more relying on that than maybe even going to games anymore. That's the real struggle. I think down the road, everybody's going to have a tough time selling season tickets to all of their games, football and basketball, in our league. Al, is this a must win for the Aggies to beat Nevada on Saturday? I think so at this particular point of the year. They better, because if they don't, then they get a whole week off and then they go to Boise, and that won't be easy. And then it won't. It, you know, and if you've lost that many games in a row and then you finally get, you know, maybe Wyoming, Colorado State, the next part of the schedule, uh, you know, you get too far behind to really do what you want to do. Aggies would still like to be in a position, obviously, to not have to play on the first day of the tournament and, uh, you know, in Vegas and all. So, yeah, I, I really think so. I think you've got to protect your home court now the rest of the way along and find some way to get the confidence back of some basketball guys to play better. You've been around the Aggies for a long time. Is this as a stunning of a season so far as you've seen in recent oh, memory? Uh, well, the, the problem is, is uh, as we were talking about the other night with uh, Jalen and, and John Russell on our show, and people were too, uh, you know, sending in comments and whatever. It's all been, I mean, maybe it all happened too fast to set up the Aggies as a team that, you know, was a top 20 basketball team, but I think everybody bought in. Uh, players, coaches, fans, everybody did. And so then when they go out and do what they did and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and I think that their feeling is, Hey, we could have still beaten BYU. We still could have beaten St. Mary's and maybe they're undefeated through those games. Uh, you know, now obviously they come back against LSU is a one in a lifetime type deal. And now look where LSU and Florida are two of their wins. Those teams are now in the top 35 in the RPI rankings or the, the net rankings, I guess they're called, uh, now. So, it's, I mean, in, in some ways, some of the victories make it so great. And now all of a sudden, what's happened the last couple of games, two out of the last three especially, really hard to take. I think San Diego State is really good, and I don't know if you beat them uh, no matter what. They're, they are really a good basketball team. I think by far they're the best team the Aggies have played up until now, uh, the way they've gone. So, But as far as that, I mean, I've seen so many years where it's, you know, you'd, you have no idea and they – uh, do this or pull this off or win these games or whatever. But under the circumstances of going into the year, I think of what we expected, it's been a little bit hard to take these uh, the last three games, the losing after what we had seen earlier in the year. Al, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Hey, if, again, if people want to tune into your games and your broadcast, how do they do so? Well, we'll be over with Logan High tomorrow night, uh, right before 7 on KVNU, and then we'll have game day at 5 on uh, Saturday. And again, reminder, folks, you go to the game or you watch it, you see something, you want to ask about that, or you have a comment on those games, that's what we're there for right after the game to give people a chance to do that. So we're on immediately after the basketball games as well. 
So uh, take that opportunity to uh, either call in or make a comment on the KBNU mobile app and uh, share with us your thoughts on Aggie basketball after the game decides before. Al Lewis, one of the best in the biz. Thanks for your time. Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Al. It's Al Lewis. He's the uh, he's voice of Oregon High Grizzlies. He's a Hall of Famer. That's that's a, and he's a rightful like a rightful spot in the Hall of Fame. That's where he should be. Al Lewis is uh, also doing a pre and post game for the Aggies, both in football and basketball. Does a tremendous job, and uh, we are grateful, absolutely grateful, to have him uh, in our uh, in our network and uh, for all, everything he does. He is he is a legend in the Valley. What you think of Stu Morrow is the same way you should think of Al Lewis. Really, uh-huh. uh, this Logan High team is kind of. Uh... Searching for some things. The key components are, are gone from a year ago. Guys that were there trying to fill their own role while getting other players up to speed where they need to be. So they've been competitive in quite a few games. They've only had a few games that they've lost or they've really been dominated and, and blown out. Uh, they've been in quite a few other games this season. And uh, and like we said, they've won three of their last four. And then they go into their contest hosting Mountain Crest on Friday uh, to get things started. And after that, then it's, it gets more challenging because then they hit the road to take on Skyview next Wednesday, and then they're at Green Canyon the following Friday. So um, this is a Logan High team trying to uh, find themselves a little bit and, and keep climbing up into the rankings, get to that top 10. They're currently at number 15. That does it for our Regional 11 preview. A reminder for all who are wanting to uh, listen in some way, somehow, uh, Bear River tomorrow night will take on Skyview at home in a dandy. Uh, that will be on 104.9 FM in Box Elder County. Uh, and then for the Skyview. It'll be on the fan. Oh, yeah. Here. Well, that's right. Jeez, give me a chance to like list it. You good? Mm-hmm. You all right? Okay, yeah. just want to make sure. And then if you want to listen to the Skyview portion of the broadcast, you can do that on 106.9 and 1390 AM, the fan. The fan, that's right the, here. The very same, yes, same station that we're here. Uh, Logan High Basketball has already mentioned they'll... Uh, be host to Mountain Crest, and so you'll hear that on either one, one the six ten a.m. KVNU station, or with uh, Mountain Crest on one hundred seven seven FM. Not either or; it's and. Okay, and it'll be in both places. Okay, well, you have. I mean, well, yeah, I only have one broadcast. Would you shut up? Are you done? Yeah, <laughs> just... you just you're so irresponsible. As, as it'll a... be in both places. Good not like you. there's an option that might not be in one of the other two. It's- Green Canyon is at Ridgeline on January 10th. Uh, Green Canyon uh, will be on 100.9 FM. Ridgeline will be on 104.5 FM. But you can hear the game on both those stations. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Any, any else you want to think? You want yeah, to if add- you want to stream it on your device, uh-huh. go to CashValleyDaily.com or go to the, the Cash Valley Daily mobile app. And there are links there to see the full schedules and what the radio stations are for the teams and uh, how to stream them. You see the, the under the menu, it says local high school basketball schedules. Find it there. CashValleyDaily.com. All right. I'm done. You sure? Mm-hmm. Bill Walton, are you sure? Got anything else you want to say? Just say it right now. Let's talk about the Mountain West uh, basketball schedule last night. In current standings and this new deal with the Mountain West and their new media partners. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. Eric France and Andre Salveson, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Van. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm okay with this music. 
Yes. <laughs> this is a look you give me. It's Eric Franton and RJ Salveson on 106 NFM 1390 AM. The fan grateful to have you on the Full Court Press, however and wherever you are joining us from. You also uh, stream us on 106NFM.com and take up our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Just type in Eric's name my name. And you'll be able to get all the content that your heart desires from our shows. Uh, even the bonus content of press conferences, post-game interviews, and uh, and the interviews that we do here. Especially the Regional 11 preview. With AJ Knight, Craig Hislip, Dave Simmons, uh, John Newbold, Al Lewis, and Tommy Sorensen. Respectively of their own schools that they're covering. They do a great job and we're grateful for their help. Uh, okay. By the way, you cannot change that. You cannot do that. That's Change cheating. what? Change what? Don't. You know exactly what. Change you, what? And don't and see. And here you are corrupting our intern. So, if I've done nothing, I just to want you to know that I you have already forfeited this. No, I have not. Yes, you have. You changed. It, it was not spoken and written in. Ink. It was written down. You read it. You we wrote haven't. It. We haven't spoken it on the air. You wrote it. In in it. It's already been done. It was already written. <laughs> what is it? Writ, writ, written, writ, written. That's not even a word. I think like you're lying to me. I don't even believe you. Big announcement for the Mountain West. It was kind of leaked about a month ago that the Mountain West was going to have a new media rights deal with Fox and CBS, and then they kind of pumped the brakes on it a little bit. Uh, I don't know necessarily all the details as to why. Um, there was certainly the the old package had certain extra privileges for some schools, and maybe that was part of the deal that needed to still be fine-tuned. But the Mountain West is walking away from ESPN. They're How signing a new deal with that? Fox and with CBS Sports. They, CBS Sports has always had some relationship with the Mountain West, and that will continue. Um, but uh, it's a new $270 million six-year media rights package. It basically, it, it almost doubles what each school was going to get in the media rights package is what they had from ESPN. The other thing that's good about this, no games will start after 8 p.m. Thank the Lord. I am <laughs> sick of it, that man. That is a big win. Now, so there has some people thinking, okay, that sounds great that you get the money, but did you just cost yourself exposure? Because ESPN is the sports leader. Yeah. And Is it any more, though? But so there are some people that are really griping about that. Notably, Boise State fans—they seem to gripe about everything. Turf's yeah. um, too blue. <laughs> but here, here's here's a, a point here to look at. Uh, this is uh, Chad Kripe, who's crunched the numbers on this a little bit and reacting. ESPN had 66 regular season college football games. They got one million viewers in 2019. FS1 had. Five. The the Boise State Florida State game on ESPN News outdrew all but one game on FS1. So ESPN News you'd think would be the one of the lowerest lowerest most lower tiers of the ESPN family, and it still outperformed FS1. So here's how it works. Now football and basketball will be, will be a little bit different based on their seasons and, and their packages. So we'll start with football in the CBS network first. They'll have 23 games on Linear uh, for CBS and CBS Sports Network. Minimum of three games annually on CBS. Maximum of five Friday windows, not including special dates. Ten additional games available for uh, CBS All Access or Linear Carriage. 
and first seven picks of Mountain West-controlled games and altering selection with Fox. And they'll have, and here's the kicker to all this, that's why Boise State agreed to it, rights to all Boise State conference road games. <laughs> of course. Now, for Fox, uh, this is how it will go. They'll host a Mountain West Conference Championship football game on Fox or FS1, and that game can be played Friday or Saturday. We'll have a minimum of seven games annually on Fox or FS1, maximum of five for Friday windows, not including special dates, and, of course, rights to all Boise State home games, Eric. Why the difference? Well, there was something that was interesting. Uh, it's kind of a heritage deal, I think. Uh, the Mountain West cut, a, a, I think, a dirty deal with Boise State to keep them in the conference, to allow them back to the conference. Because at the time... The the first contract with ESPN was established. Boise State was going to the Big East, so was San Diego State, and so they were looking like they were going to go chase bigger dollars and bigger opportunities. And the, the Big East essentially crumbled and isn't close to what it was at that time. And so the Mountain West was saying, "Okay, please come back. We'll give you extra concessions just to keep you, and." We'll let you cut separate deals for your home games. We'll give you extra money if you're on national TV uh, on the big networks. And so Boise said, okay, because we're going to lose out if we don't. If we, yeah. if we pursue this other thing, we get this money. But if, if we come to the Mountain West, we're, we're going to lose out. And so the Mountain West allowed them to cut a separate deal. In the press conference today, Craig Thompson said, this is likely the last time Boise will have its own separate deal. So when this That's contract expires, I think he's been getting tremendous pressure from other athletic directors, other school presidents over the term of this last deal to not do this again, but they still made something happen here. Boise still is basically a cut above everybody else in what they get, but it's not as sweet a deal as they used to have. And Craig Thompson is basically saying, this is the last time we're going to do this. Yeah, the whole like kissing up to the Boise State thing needs to end. Like we need to be able to stand, you know, stand on your own two feet and handle business. Now, two side notes to this football uh, situation: a maximum of four uh, four Hawaii games may be selected collectively by the two networks each year. Also, with broadcast windows, as you mentioned, Eric, the Saturday kickoff will. This is interesting. Range from 11 a.m. to 7:45 p.m. on on Fox. 8 p.m. on CBS local time. Friday kickoff could be anywhere between 5.30 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. on Fox, 8 p.m. CBS local time. Could you imagine? Just let this throw in your head. An 11 a.m. kickoff here at Maverick Stadium for Utah State and Air Force. I'd love it. I would be be thrilled with that. That'd be great. Uh, I think Fox Sports 1, while maybe it doesn't have the same numbers that ESPN has, or even perhaps ESPN2 has. I I think it is a network that has been gaining steam. Uh, I think that it is growing. I think that it is becoming more recognized. Uh, I think that it does a nice job with the Pac-12. I think it's doing a nice job with some of the things it's done with some of the secondary programming. Um, And so I think it is a program or or a channel, a network that is making some strides. CBS Obviously, it's a network station if you're on CBS. CBS Sports Network is lower on the totem pole, but they do have CBS Sports um, uh, all this C- access. So they have an online component, like much like ESPN had. So no, they're not like they're not going to get the exposure like they had on ESPN or its family of, of networks. But they're going to get a lot more money. Speaking For Utah of- State, 
They're basically going to quadruple. I, I said half. They're going to get double. It's actually more like quadruple what they'll get to their athletic budget from this from this deal. So, of course you take that. Yeah. Speaking of kickoff times, here's a big one for you. Fox is looking at the Boise State-Florida State game to do the big noon kickoff show live in Boise, which would mean, Eric, that kickoff for Boise State and Florida State would be 10 a.m. That's really nice. Because big noon kickoff as in noon Eastern? Yes. Interesting. So they do it here, though. So, yeah. Uh, now looking at basketball. Basketball's a little bit different. So here, let's run through this really quickly. And then, Eric, I want your thoughts. CBS Network, in regards to basketball, the Mountain West Men's Basketball Championship game will be on CBS. Uh, games must be played on NCAA Tournament Selection Weekend. Quarterfinals and semifinals will be on CBS Sports Network. Uh, and the championship will be on CBS. 32 games will be on the line here of CBS in the Sports Network. A minimum of two games annually will be on CBS. 10 additional games available for CBS All Access or the line near carriage. And first 12 picks of the Mountain West controlled games and alternating selection with Fox. Fox, on the other hand, will have 16 to 32 regular season games with the minimum of 12 annually on Fox or FS1. All remaining games will be on FS1 or FS2. Broadcast windows for those are Saturday tip-offs between 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time, Sunday tip-offs between 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., weekday tip-offs will be 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. local time. Not a huge transition from what they're already doing right now in the Mountain West Conference already, Eric. Yeah, it- I think it's a good association in basketball to be connected with CBS. Uh, they do basketball really well. Fox Sports um, is you know, getting there with basketball. I think more people associate Fox with, with good football coverage. But um, it, the, the, the coverage isn't quite the same. Um, will that really hurt them? Maybe. But the bottom line is, is, is dollars and cents in this deal. Uh, it, it's... Uh, it, it's a deal that the Mountain West needed to do. And the other thing, too, is it's not very long-term. And so that gives them opportunities to renegotiate and, and change things if if the landscape changes in just a couple of years. Yeah, so some interesting stuff as they leave ESPN and they get ready to make way to a new era of broadcasting for the Mountain West. And also, again, like they said, the whole, like, you know what, let's give Boise what they need, what they want, when they want it, when they need it, done. Like, that's that's all going to come to an end. Finally, at a head, um, due to, and rightfully so, some complaints and some arguments and some what in the world are we doing here uh, from other athletic directors around the conference. Speaking of the Mount West Conference, they completed uh, Mount West Conference action for at least a weekday portion of it. And Eric, another stunner. Nevada at San Jose State. San Jose State's been known to do this, especially this year. They go and they beat Nevada at home. Hello. Uh, that game was in San Jose, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, but San Jose played San Diego State to the wire. Yeah. To the buzzard. Yeah. If 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 their Washington State transfer doesn't hit a three, Malik Flynn. Malik Flynn. Is that Malachi right? Flynn. Malachi Flynn. San Jose State beat San Diego State. <laughs> yeah, it is shocking. Uh, Boise State took care of UNLV, and San Diego State walloped Wyoming by 20 points. So the, the current um, standings in the Mountain West, still a little surprising. Uh, just the, the San Jose State game certainly stands out as what they did to Nevada. Now Nevada's going to come in, into the spectrum uh, after a loss. Both teams 
are going to be facing each other after a loss that they felt like they shouldn't have shouldn't have gotten away from them. But San Diego State now is the only undefeated team in the Mountain West. Nevada, UNLV, and New Mexico all have one loss. Boise State is three and two. Air Force is two and two. USU, San Jose are two and three. Colorado State's one and three. Fresno's one and four. That surprises me. It's just how much they're struggling this year. And Wyoming is 0 and 5. They're non existent. Yeah, Wyoming's bad in a lot of ways. They only have one score and he's not getting enough touches. It's a bad situation with Wyoming basketball right now. They're almost like the San Jose State of last year, two years ago, three years ago is really what they were. Uh, so, scores through uh, yesterday, San Jose State over the course, as you mentioned, 72 52. Boise State with a big win. They're improved to 3 and 2 Mountain West Conference. Uh, and uh, San Jose State now is 2 and 3 in Mountain West Conference play. Nevada suffers their first loss because of that Spartan win. They are now 3 and 1. Utah State, Nevada, 6 o'clock on Saturday night at the Spectrum. Uh, I heard it's close to being a sellout, but they still have seats to fill. So go get your tickets at utahstateaggies.com. Yeah, good home crowd makes a difference. Oh, it makes a, it makes a world of a difference. It, it really does, without even no question. Um, and I, this team needs the support. And there's no reason to panic. Like, I mean, look, are you upset, frustrated? Sure, and you, and you should be. But it gives you no reason to panic right now. I, and I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. I have faith in Coach Smith, Coach Hanson, Coach Ragland, Coach Peterson, and this, this group that they'll get things turned around, ride the ship, and they'll be all right. So after last night's games, Utah State moves up to 87 in the net rankings. Nevada lost, so they drop. They're down to 92, but they're still in the top 100. And San Diego State is at number two overall. Number two? Yep. Who's one? Uh, Number one in the net rankings? That is Kansas, who's 11-2. and Go figure. All right, speaking of Mount West Conference, Nate Kragman, take it over. I'm not going to let you cheat, okay? You can accept that. Oh, we got to turn on his ding mic, don't we? Hold on. No, no, no. Don't get the respect that he's <laughs> it's like Rodney Dangerfield over here. <laughs> I get no respect around here. R e s p e s e t. What? <laughs> what did you just spell? R e s e p e s e a t. I did not pass the a c t. The a c t. All right. So pick six time on it, Thursdays. It is our time to pick six time on Thursday. Adam, the intern, we've given Adam, him our information. We have made some changes as needed to make sure that nobody is cheating. Yeah, you're overreacting. Over? No, you let Eric change one of his picks, and that's unacceptable. It wasn't even a real change. I'll tell you the change once I read the number. No, because one matters. I'll tell you what change, and you'll think, one oh my gosh, matter- why are big one deal One number it? matters. All right, so Ajay, you've won two in a row. You're on a winning streak right yeah, now. Yep, that's what we call a winning streak. So are you going to go first or are you going to defer? Um, oh Man, I never know this one. I'm going to defer and uh, kick off. And, uh, yeah. Wait. No. Yeah, so you go first. Okay. So we'll, okay. Read, his, 
Read Eric's first. All righty. We'll start it off with the NFL. Russell Wilson, rushing yards. The line is set at 50 and a half. Over, under. Under. I'm going to go over. All right. I think that he's going to... Just his scrambling ability is going to be important for the Seahawks this weekend. And uh, I think he's going to do what he needs to do to try to keep his team in it. Good for you. All right, moving right along. Uh, USU assists versus Nevada. And the line is set at 18 and a half. Over, under. That's good. Over. I'm also going to take the over. I think sharing the ball is going to be, should be an important component of this game on Saturday. How well Utah State shares the ball could be the real factor if they get the win or not. The question is who's going to lead the team in assists? Like, it's not going to be able, I don't think. I think Bean might be that guy. Just, I, hmm. it's Interesting. Be okay. All righty. And then we go to Region 11 play with Mason Falls left points versus Bear River. And the line is set at 24 and a half. <laughs> you know what? That's crazy because you could take the over and be okay with that. He averages 31 points versus Bear River. Really? Yeah. Wow. Every I did not game know he's that. playing against Bear River, he's put over, I can't remember the state championship game, but the two games in the regular season, he put over 30, and he did it without breaking a sweat. So what are you choosing? What are you choosing? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Okay. And this is the source of all the controversy. The line was set at 22 and a half. And then Eric just wanted no, to change it to 24. No, the source of controversy is that you're showing him my picks. He didn't see it. <laughs> I, didn't I have see them all on a separate anything. list. Hey, I have okay. them all on a separate list. Hold on. Here's my picks now. Don't look, Eric. All righty. Let's start out with Lamar Jackson, total yards. The line is set at 312 <laughs> over under. Lamar Jackson, total yards? That's combined? Yeah. All purpose? Yes. 312? Well, yeah. That's what it says here. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. All righty. Uh, moving along, we got Brock Miller, three-pointers against Nevada. The line is set at two and a half. Ooh, that's a good line. I'll be optimistic. I'll take the over. I was hoping you'd take the under. Uh, then you take the under. I'm not taking the under. I'll take the over. If I tie, I tie. I'll, I'll go with a safe one there. If I tie, I tie. It's not going to kill me. Wimp. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then our last one here, we got Trey Jones. Uh, of Duke. A- Duke? Yep, of oh, Duke. Yeah, of course you would pick a Duke line. Anyways, we got Trey Jones will get 16 and a half points versus Wake Forest over under. Under. Over. Alrighty. And then I had a tiebreaker. Yeah, here's my tiebreaker right here. Uh, for the tiebreaker, breaker, in case it's needed, uh, I decided to do Utah Jazz versus the Hornets. Total points. Ooh, total combined points? Total combined points. Jazz give up a ton of points, but this team's really bad. But New York Knicks scored 102. That's a good. That's that's a good tiebreaker. Uh, I 
say 197. I say 229. Okay. So, just to go over all the picks that were made, we started out with Russell Wilson rushing yards. Uh, Eric took the over. Oh, sorry, I should probably say the line. It said at 50 and a half. Eric took the over. Ajay took the under. Uh, then next was USU assists versus Nevada. The line was set at 18 and a half. Eric took the over. Ajay took the uh, over as well. Uh, next was Mason false love points versus Bear River. The line was set at 24 and a half. Eric took the over. Ajay took the over as well. And then back to the NFL, we have Lamar Jack- Jackson, total yards. The line was set at 312. Eric took the under. Ajay took the over. And then Brock Miller, three-pointers against Nevada. The line was set at two and a half. Both of you guys took the over. And then this last one here was Trey Jones, who plays for Duke. Um, the line was set at 16 and a half. Eric took the under. Ajay took the over. Here is my first set of pick six lines. I'll never know. Adam knows. Yeah, I know. He saw him. He wrote him down. Can't remember him. Wait, you wrote him down? Yeah, I have him on a massive list. <laughs> you show him to him. That was so dramatic. You, you show no him to him. No one will know what you they fetch. are. Except Adam the intern. Who and has. Eric, because he's going to look at this. <laughs> Anyways, and then the tiebreaker, in case it's needed, was Utah Jazz versus Hornets. Total points. Eric took Totally just flailed on that one. Ajay, 197. Adam the intern, thanks for your time. Greatly appreciate all your help, man. man. Yep, you're welcome. That was awful. <laughs> Eric Friends and I'm Jay Salveson. Adam the Intern here on the Full Court Press. Coming back, we'll wrap it all up. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Aljay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Time to close up shop, call it a night, and go home. Uh, we hope you've all been able to enjoy the show as well here on 106 on FM, 1390 AM, or on 1069thefan.com. Yes, Eric. Some coaching news. Coaching news. Former San Jose State football coach, head football coach, Mike McIntyre. Yeah. He has now been hired as the Memphis defensive coordinator. I don't get it. He was at Colorado for a little while. But now he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Memphis. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. We wish him all the best. Memphis is a pretty darn good place. But, hey, where did their head coach go to? Cause didn't he leave? Uh, Yeah, Ryan Silverfield is their new head coach. Where did he go, Adam? Florida State. Florida State. So where did Jimbo did Jimbo Fisher get fired? Where'd he go? No, Jimbo Fisher's at oh, Texas, Texas A&M. It's Willie Taggart that got canned. Yeah, that's right. Dude, I'm telling you, you just can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, and what's weird? You think that the the coach transition period with coaches coming and going that's usually done by the end of December, but here we are, second week in yeah. January, and there's still coaches coming and going. Speaking of coaches coming and going, Utah State's still looking for an offensive coordinator. Yes, they are. And not a lot, and there's not a lot coming out of the uh, out of the forest of who it could be. Well, they keep pretty quiet about it, as they should. 
I'm sure there'll be some interesting candidates, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, names. When would you want to have your OC hired by? Before the signing period, I would think. Before February 2nd. Before February 2nd? So they've got, what, three, four weeks? Well, about three weeks now. About three weeks. Yeah, no uh, no news coming out, as you uh, all have heard. I'm sure Mike Stanford Jr. is headed to Minnesota, or I guess is in Minnesota, as the uh, offensive coordinator there in the Big Ten. Some mixed reaction from Minnesota. Some good, some bad. But you know what? Good for Coach Stanford and his family. That's a, that's a big step yeah, up. Yeah, and financially, it's a really big step up when you go coaching the Big Ten. Hey, thanks for everybody for joining us here. For Eric Franson, our intern Adam, uh, for Al Lewis, and Tommy Sorensen, this has been the Full Court Press. We'll talk to you tomorrow night for a Friday. We get traded for the weekend. Hey, guys. Have you heard any good mattress ads lately?